All right. How's your mom? How's my mom? Yeah. My mom's doing well. How has your experience been during this crazy COVID, Corona? Hmm. The the Rona. The Rona. (laughs) It's been okay. In some ways, nothing has changed Mm -hmm. because, you know, the youngest, I've always, I've been homeschooling anyway. The oldest is back home. We've done this before, but it's been a few years. So it's not too strange, you know, having them both home and having the, the routine that we have right now. I think the only thing that's different is navigating maybe some feelings of anxiety because we can't go out. Mm. You know, we can't run errands. We can't say, oh, let's go to the park or, hey, girls, let's go out for breakfast. And so that's the difference is that those moments of relief from school, we could go out and do things. We can't do that now. So just kind of navigating the the anxiety of being cooped up. Yeah. A little crazy to talk about like this because I'm in the family. But what have have we as a family done uh, to kind of mitigate the cooped in itness? <laughs> I think trying to take walks. And as a mom, I think I have found because of the age differences of my kids, um, being able to, there are times when we walk together as mm-hmm. a family and there are times where I just walk with the older one because mm-hmm. that's a conversation that's different you know than walking with the the younger one and so the younger one gets to express her feelings and her thoughts so I take them out separately and I have found that that has been a blessing because they get to vent and the little one can spin and the the oldest is not irritated or mm-hmm. the oldest can um can talk to me at length without the little one feeling left out so it's just that's kind of how it's worked for for us so that's one thing and then having um family game time having family movie time but then actually being okay with them going to their corners (laughs) and getting on their devices or just wanting to be alone in their room that's okay as we watch tiger king (laughs) yes as we watch tiger king So I think there probably would have been a time where when they separate, I would be a little bothered and be like, you know, let's be together. But we've been in this house together for so long that I get it. I I, I want to be by myself sometime too. (laughs) So so it's okay. You know, It's, it's good. Go ahead and be alone. How do you, uh, manage energy levels especially with the young young one we we have an elsa yeah uh and we have a whole elsa and elsas are terrific (laughs) (laughs) yeah so how do you handle the terrific that is the elsa you know i have three years because i've been schooling her for a while i've learned to be sensitive to when i just need to let her go when I need to let her go into the backyard and climb because I realize that my personality is push, push, push till we get it done. Mm-hmm. I really have to stop sometimes and say, it's not that serious. It's not worth the tears that you are creating in her eyes. It's not worth the frustration that you're creating in your own heart. Let the little girl go play. 
being attentive to um, her need to go to go and just have a break mm-hmm. and sometimes that means letting go of getting done English that day or that might mean letting go of doing the extra worksheet and for me that's difficult but I realized that her sanity <laughs> is more important and um so I just try to be sensitive to okay this was a long assignment she needs to go yeah. and run how long um just for some background information for for those of you out there our Elsa is uh eight years old she's about to be nine years old so how how long um when they were younger when Jordan was younger because we homeschooled her early and Elsa was younger how long would you let them be at task at different age groups um Usually, I try to let them be at task for about 20 to 30 minutes most when it co- in these elementary years. When you get from like first grade to about fifth grade, you know, that attention span is like 20 to 30 minutes. And then sometimes I would actually get up with them and say, okay, that's stretch, let's do some jumping jacks. Now I kind of just say, hey, yeah, just go do something, whatever you want to do. Go run with the dogs, whatever, take a break. And then sometimes I try to be sensitive to, you know, maybe the assignment took 45 minutes, you know, and she was excited about it. And I realized, okay, she needs to, she needs to get away. You know, it's been 45 minutes. So I guess my point is sometimes her attention span will last longer, mm. but um, at the end of that, I'm like, go, <laughs> go gotcha. play, go do something. Um, and sometimes just be sensitive to them. Sometimes they love what, what we're learning. She loves the discussion. She loves what we're doing. And so we could spend the hour on a particular thing because mm. she's she's into it. And so kind of let them, in some cases, let them lead when we're doing certain subjects that I know is going to be hard, like certain subjects like math, if I know it's a new concept and it's kind of difficult, I might break it up. I might break it up into increments of like 10 to 15 minutes and then say, you know, take a break, go get a snack and come back and we finish the other half of that lesson. Um, So just kind of being sensitive to what their needs are. Yeah. One of the challenges that people are facing right now is just trying to split Uh, attention between helping their kids Mm -hmm. get through the school that they have online Mm -hmm. and do work themselves and I remember a time period where you were working from home Mm -hmm. and homeschooling so what was it like to split your attention and what kind of expectations did you have to let go of what kind of expectations did you have to hold on to what what was, how did you keep yourself sane during those crazy, crazy times? To be honest, I think one of the things that really kept me sane, and I know everybody's different, so I can only speak for me. One thing was I got up early and I would exercise. Mm. I would get up early. That's when I was biking a lot. And I realized that exercise, that I was a little addicted to endorphins. Is that what they're called? Endorphins. Yeah. Endorphins. I, yeah, I had a slight addiction to them. Mm-hmm. Dopamine. They made me a happy mommy. Straight dope. 
And so if I was able to get up early, I exercise and for me that was early. I mean, it was really early. It was like sometimes four or five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But I would get up, I would do that, I would have a cup of coffee by myself in the silence <laughs> and it just kinda helped set off my day. Days where I didn't necessarily get to do that or at least have a moment of silence alone, it kinda you know it took it was like my day was off kilter. So one of the things that really helped me was starting my day off alone and trying to get you know order in my mind about what I wanted to get done how I wanted to get done and and just breathe deep before yeah. it all started what uh what words of encouragement would you give a mother or father as they uh, have anxiety about mm-hmm. covid about kids being home what wisdom do you have from your mountain of of homeschool <laughs> doing? You know, I think um, I think the main thing is that I had to remind myself is that you are doing better than you think you are. Mm. You know, and one of the things that you told me a long time ago that has been such a relief to me I was right about something you were right about something oh okay you know cause I was can you look- say it again <laughs> be quiet <laughs> I was looking back at something that had happened in the past and you said to me you did the best that you could do with the maturity that you had mm. and that was so encouraging to me in that in this moment I have the maturity necessary to navigate this. Right Right now, I have the patience necessary to navigate this. And in the moments where I lose my patience, apologize. You know, in the moments where I lose my temper, I am human and I apologize. You know, and so I think there was a time in my life where I thought I should be the perfect wife. I should be the perfect mom. And, you know, everything should be perfect. And then when if it wasn't, I I just fall apart. And then I realized that that's not possible. (laughs) And I teach my children less by the perfection that I'm striving for and more by the humility that I live within. Live in the humility to say, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I lost my temper. My words were too harsh. I accused you for something you didn't do. And I'm sorry. I've seen more change in them when I humble myself and apologize, where they're learning to acknowledge faults. They're learning to apologize. And so we don't have to be perfect parents, but being humble parents, because then we raise children who are humble, who are gracious, who are kind, who are forgiving. And so I ask for their forgiveness. You know, and so you are going to lose your patience and it is okay because we are all human, but they're going to lose their patience. But one of the one of the other things that I would say is that our children are whole people. They're whole people with a myriad of emotions and anxieties and their own stresses and their own thoughts. And so when we deal with them, when we communicate with them, when we discipline them, realize that we're disciplining not a half a person, but we're disciplining a whole person. And so taking the time to communicate, ask questions. And so especially with my oldest, I've learned because she's a teen, 
that slow down before I react to her attitude or before I react to anything I'm learning to stop and say you know you said such and such you know it kind of came off as disrespectful is there something going on and sometimes she would she'll just come right back out and say oh mommy I'm sorry I apologize sometimes she might break down and start crying and just say I had such a hard day and I've just learned a lot about slowing down and instead of reacting asking questions and even the little one learning to slow down and ask questions and sometimes she can't put words necessarily because she may not have um the communication and articulation to communicate you know her feelings but just slowing down long enough to hear her out being patient and sometimes i find that she's feel stress that she feels anxiety or she feels sad or she feels lonely and she's acting out because of something and sometimes I find those things out because I stopped to listen before I jumped in with both claws well all right you cats and kittens we love you guys I hope this helped but um be blessed and you guys stay safe uh distance yourself let's be alone together uh Talk to you later. Uh, my wife is telling me that we're going to do a part two. Maybe maybe we'll do a part two. She she probably going to make us do a part two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Thank you.